1: It's Wednesday night in the NBA, so we are recapping all of the games on today's slate, like, talking about all the fantasy-relevant players. Let's go!
0: Jordan, open! Chicago with the lead! Brian to not a, game.
1: not a game, not a game, We're talking about practice. with
0: no for human life.
1: G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host Mitch Casey and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy and today we are recapping all of the action from today's games, a bit of a lighter schedule in the NBA on a Wednesday, only the eight games for us to go through, so maybe we'll get through this podcast a little bit quicker than normal, but still plenty for us to talk about, and uh, we are going to continue all year long recapping all the games on the Wednesday, uh, because most of the time, on most weeks, that is the the day where the NBA puts a lot of its games, so it gives us a good chance to recap and look at every single team, or as many teams as possible. In this type of a format. And I have the availability from work to watch a lot of the games. So I have some good up-to-date, at least, opinions. So let's go through. And before we do, there was some news today. We'll go into the games in a second. But news dropped today that Draymond Green uh, is going to be suspended for five games after. He basically put Rudy Gobert in a sleeper hold and tried to choke him out, essentially. (laughs) Which, I was watching that one live yesterday and uh, just wild stuff like I don't dream on man I mean he it beyond the fact that it was it was you know I guess something that's a bit thuggery to do it's just stupid like it really is like what what's actually going on in an NBA game that you're gonna have to really you know put someone in a sleeper hold like no one's throwing a punch in the NBA like those days are gone like like, why do that? I, I think it's just, it, in all honesty, the, the thing that really just comes to my mind is it's just dumb. Um, and he just does dumb things like this, costs his team, uh, and yeah, that's basically all I have to say for it. But he is out for five games. I will expect that. Uh, I think Steph Curry's also confirmed that he's out for tomorrow's game or tonight's game whenever you listen to this podcast. Um, So I do believe that Chris Paul will start again. You might also see a Dario Saric starting um, gig as well. So I think that Saric gets a boost. I think Chris Paul gets a boost as sort of the primary playmaker on that team uh, with Draymond maybe uh, stealing some of his assists uh, prior to that. I also think that you could say that like a Pajemski benefits a little bit just because they're going to again need these players to play bigger minutes, but I think he benefits more from the absence of Steph Curry. So the main winners I hear here, I think, are um, uh, Chris Paul with the assist numbers. I think boosting up a little bit with Draymond not there, even though the last game he didn't provide many assists with not many players scoring last game, um, and Dario Saric, who I think will start. I think Kevon Looney might get a little bit of a bump as well, but he will still just kind of do Kevon Looney things um, that he has been doing, which is back end sort of category league value anyway. So let's get stuck into the games today. We will start with... The Dallas Mavericks versus the Washington Wizards. And, of course, the Dallas Mavericks blow out the Washington Wizards because everyone blows out the Washington Wizards. And uh, big game here for Derek Lively, who was nearly perfect from the field, 7 of 8 from the field, hit all three of his free throws for 17 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, and 2 blocks. Must roster player, in my opinion. I've had him in, I drafted him in the industry pickup league, and I have not once really considered dropping him. He might not be for everyone. He's not going to score like this. I think last game he had four points. Um, so the scoring is not going to be there. He's not going to be a huge assist guy. He's obviously not going to hit any threes. But he will have games like this. And I think that the more the season goes on, the more frequent games like this will be there. And he is still providing at least back-end value right now. And the blocks are useful, the rebounds are useful, the field goal percentage is very useful as well as um, something that's not really very replaceable in uh, off your waiver wire. So I do think that he is must-add. Grant Williams, 10.7 assists. You're not going to see the seven assists very often. I don't think you have to have him on your team. He's maybe a threes streamer at best. Uh, but I don't think that he's a very good fantasy player, even in big minutes. Uh, but Derek D- Jones Jr. is making me look like an idiot when I said that there was no need for him to play the minutes that he was getting, and he's actually looking all right. Um, he was, the of the starters, the worst, plus, minus, by like, plus five, but he had 20 points, seven rebounds, an assist, a steal, and two blocks, hitting eight of 11 from the, from the field, and hitting two threes as well. So that is definitely a 12-team league line. And when you have someone like a um, Kyrie Irving who was out uh, with this game... He, for some reason, is the guy that steps up, as well as Tim Hardaway Jr., who scored 31 points off the bench, who was insanely hot, hit 7 of 11 from 3. He could easily go 1 for 11 in the next game. But, again, if all you need is points and 3s with some solid free throw percentage, despite the fact that he hit 40% in this game, he is worth someone if it fits what you need. Um, And I always, always preach that, that if he fits what you need, he can be useful. If he does not fit what you need, and don't bother uh, because he will not be providing defensive stats. He will not be providing rebounds or assists most night, And he can also very much hurt you from the field uh, on some nights as well. Uh, but yeah, Derek Jones, I think you could add him. I don't expect this to be the norm moving forward, but the defensive stats are at least interesting. The field goal percentage is at least solid. Um, and you could do worse than having someone like a Derek Jones Jr., Probably more back-end value anyway. Not the highest of upsides, I don't believe. And um, Green here, Josh Green, just invisible, really. He, uh, no points, missed all four of his shots, uh, had a steal and four rebounds and an assist in 37 minutes. That is pretty awful when it comes to fantasy. So he is someone that even, he's shown even in big minutes, he's not really someone we can really worry too much about in uh, 12-team fantasy leagues. So that is pretty much It there. For the Wizards, um, same old story for them. Just bad basketball, man. Kyle Kuzma still uh, seems to get a lot of his shots, although the shot distribution between him and Poole was much closer in this game. Usage still slants towards Kuzma because he got to the free-throw line 10 times to Jordan Poole's two. And this is the biggest question to me. Where the hell has Jordan Poole's free-throw attempts gone? Because if he gets to the line here seven times... And hits seven free throws. You're looking at a line where it's 21 points, five rebounds, three assists, a steal. Hits a couple of threes and great free throw percentage. And that's almost, not quite, but almost kind of what I was expecting. The free throw attempt rate has just disappeared. And it is one of the most confusing things to me this, this season. Um, maybe it is the fact that he just doesn't care as much. I, I don't know. Maybe the Golden State Warriors whistle was something that we need to worry about. I, I honestly have no idea. I'm still holding every 10, 12 category points hold. He is not someone that you should be dropping. At any moment, he can go off for a great game. He is obviously going to be what we might call a bust when it comes to the end of the season. Look look back on. I was wrong on him as a sleeper, obviously, but that does not mean he is a droppable player. I still think he has a chance to be sort of a top 75, top 60 in a punt field goal percentage build, top 75, top 80 in a points league, and if you're, if you're not punting um, field goal percentage, he pretty much still, I think, has a chance of being a top 100 player and provide at least useful numbers, not someone I think should be dropped. Hopefully, the free throw attempts just come back because that is really a big difference for his value. But so far, just hasn't been there, and I can't really explain why. 24 minutes for Dan Gafford. He had 10 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists, no blocks. Did hit uh, five of six from the field, so efficient there. But again, with them being spanked, um, his minutes were just down. Um, Denny Avdia was solid. Three steals is nice for him. Efficient as well, so had a really nice line. And he is someone that definitely you can have on a 12-team um, uh, roster. He and Kuzma and Poole... I mean, they're all back-end, but I think that they are at least more reliable up until this game. We only played 24 minutes, but still, that's a solid line. And Tyus Jones, 12 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists. Efficient. Now, he might be someone that we consider a droppable player. I don't think it's yet, but I would be considering him closer to a drop than I would Jordan Poole because... He is playing low minutes. The assists and steals are not really there, um, and he's not someone that does any one thing outside of those assists that's super super valuable. And um, there's just a few other players that I think can do what he does uh, on on this team, or at least can they can experiment with um, you know someone like a um, you know a, a. a Davis on this team. Maybe they play a bit of pool as point guard down the stretch, but I don't think we're dropping him yet, but he is on notice. He is someone that we are looking at. On the bench, uh, Corey Kispert had three threes. He was maybe someone you might have used as a stream, but he is all that we're looking at for there. And let's talk about Koulibaly. Uh Ten points, eight rebounds, two assists. He had a block. He was efficient. 80% from the field. Hit two threes, so four or five. Uh, but the usage is extremely low. If that is a two of five and he misses both his threes, it's four points, eight rebounds, two assists, and a block. I think that you can have him, and I do think that he's been a very popular and I understand that I went to add him in the Industry Pickup League but got outbid. Um, and when I was adding him, I was treating him his as like a um, a bit of a stash, where I was going to stash him for a week or two if I had the ability to without too many injuries and see how we go from there. And I think that's how we should best be using Bilal um, as a guy that we have him. He's doing okay things now. It might go to shit later because he's a rookie and he's a bit unproven and a bit raw offensively. The defensive numbers have been there some games, but some games not. So just... You know, if you absolutely need production now because you're falling down the standings, he, he's not someone that I think is going to be consistent yet, but he has an opportunity for later in the season to improve. So I do think that if you can afford to stash him, that is uh, a good idea because this team is going nowhere, man. They are, they are bad. All right, let's go on to the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. And the Knicks skate by by two points. Julius Randle is is back up and doing uh, better Julius Randle things. 29 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, steal, hit three threes, and was positive from both the field and the um, free throw line. And he only had one turnover. So, wow, what a great uh, Julius Randle night. Treasure that. Uh, Mitch Robinson, 15 rebounds, 3 steals, and a block, hit all three of his field goal attempts. He's been really good this season. And uh, especially if you're in a punt points team, or punt threes, or free throws, or both, or all three, Excellent, excellent late guy that is, um, you know, just killing the offensive rebounds and, um, yeah, doing a lot of things well this, this year so far. Uh, Jalen Brunson played 41 minutes, classic Tibbs, and had 24 points, 8 assists. No defensive stats, no rebounds. He did hit six threes, though, and hit both his free throws. So that's sold without being spectacular for Brunson. And again, with another game where RJ Barrett missed time because of his uh, migraine, I, I want to say it was. Uh, we got the start from uh, Josh Hart, who played 33 minutes. I believe he played 43 minutes um, last game. He's backed it up with another 33-minute game. So he is a guy that I've added him in the industry pickup league. Happy with the results so far. Obviously, the uh, RJ Barrett out helps him. But I do think that a lot of the time, if, if uh, Grimes, Barrett, or um, uh, maybe even Brunson potentially a DiVincenzo. If any of those guys do miss time, that Hart will be someone that elevates up. So if you have any ability to stash at all, I do think that Hart is an okay guy to have. He's not a must by any stretch. He is also a guy that won't score a bunch or hit a bunch of threes, but he gets your rebounds, assists, steals, um, and is, is solid. So he'll be okay. Remember, though, that RJ Barrett was out in this game and we haven't really seen him push above 30 minutes when everyone's healthy, but... That might be something that we see happen fairly frequently this season, I believe. Um, Quentin Grimes, 11 points, uh, 3 threes, 3-point streamer only, and really only useful when a player is out. And Emmanuel quickly did his thing again. So 20 points, 4 assists, a steal, hit 3 threes, good efficiency from the free throw line and from the field. Uh, Again, really good player. I think he is someone that we can can have as a back-end roster guy. You're going to ride the bumps when everyone's healthy, but I do think that more often than not, he will provide useful enough value. And uh, Miles McBride, Juice McBride played one minute in this game for whatever reason, I don't know. And it was in the first half too. Like, what are we... Why are we putting out a player there, 45 seconds, and then going, nah, you ain't it, coming back off. Like, he didn't get a chance to do anything. He had one foul, didn't attempt a shot. Uh, he was a negative two, like... Probably on that foul where they hit two free throws. Like, give the man a chance. If you're going to bother playing him, play him longer than a minute in the second quarter. Like, I don't get it all. So, they basically ran an eight man, or they did run an eight man rotation uh, with a lot of their players playing some decent minutes in a close game. The Atlanta Hawks, um, again, Jalen Johnson continues to just be awesome this season. Four from four from the three-point land, uh, which is great for him. 18 points, five rebounds, two blocks. No assists or steals in today's game, but still great. Um, Clint Capella, 26 minutes versus Okongu's 28 minutes. I think this is more or less what we can expect moving forward. Low rebounds for both of them, who both just got monstered really by the Knicks on the offensive boards, you know, with Randall and Robinson basically stealing a lot of their rebounds a lot of the time. So uh, three rebounds for Capella, and six rebounds for Okongwu. Most nights, they will get better than that. Trey Young had 15 points, poor from the field and no threes, but did have 17 assists and two steals. Um, so obviously, the assists you love to see that. The rest could be a little bit better. Um, and DeAndre Hunter, you can go ahead and drop him. Drop him. I've dropped him in the industry pickup league. He was looking decent to start of the year, but it's the same old DeAndre Hunter. Um, just is inefficient. The steals have dried up, the rebounds, assists, they're, they're gone. Um, and it's classic DeAndre Hunter time, so you don't need to be holding on to him in category leagues in standard formats, maybe not even in 14-team uh, leagues. I still have him in one of my 14-team leagues, but I'm considering dropping him for at least a streaming spot because, yeah, it, it's just not reliable for him on most nights. DeJounte Murray came back to earth after having a great game last game with no Trey Young, 13 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists and a steal. 17 assists for Trey Young and 2 assists for Dejounte Murray is bit, is pretty concerning. You would hope to see that that would be a little bit more, at least closer to like a two-thirds, one-third situation, but not at least in this game. Sadiq Bey was, was decent, 70% from the field. However, he will not shoot that well, but solid enough. And... Uh, probably the most impressive performance that I've not talked about is the uh, Bogdan Bogdanovic game. 28 points, hit four threes, over 50% from the field, got to the free throw line eight times and hit all of those with two steals and three assists. Great, great game from him. Uh, He did it in 29 minutes, and I just think he's someone you can have. I think it's going to be up and down. He is someone that you probably can't expect or rely on him playing more than 30 minutes, but between 25 and 29 minutes a night is reasonable for him. And put it this way, I'd rather have Bogdanovich than Bay and Jandre Hunter. So if you're t- talking about priorities on this team, it's Murray, Young, Capella, Johnson, and then Okongwu, and then... Bogdanovich is probably that sixth guy on that list of players that I would be looking at with Bay and Hunter exclusively used as streamers, in my opinion. All right, let's go on to the Boston Celtics with a big win, my boys. Big win with uh, no Kristaps Porzingis and no Jalen Brown, um, who I believe... What was Jalen? I think Jalen Brown was um, sick... And Kristaps Porzingis had a bit of a, a knee thing. So we'll keep an eye on this one. I don't think it's very serious, but um, really encouraging the fact that they beat the Philadelphia 76ers, even with those two guys out. Al Horford stepped up. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and 5 blocks, if you don't mind. Uh, 4 threes. He's been pretty ordinary to start this season, uh, well, from a statistical point of view. But a big game here. Uh, obviously, with no Kristaps, that helps. You can you can stream him in on days like this, but even then, I'm a little bit less confident. But this, obviously, if you did, uh, was rewarding. Um, Jason Tatum is doing Jason Tatum things. Uh, he's going to be getting a lot of steals this year, so hopefully that can keep up for those who drafted him. With uh, a couple of guys out, Derek White stepped up in a big way and saw a bump to his usage. Had 10 free throws, hitting nine of them for 27 points, five assists, and a steal. No blocks, uh, but really, really good line from him. And Drew Holiday had 18 points, 10 rebounds. Would love to see those assists and steals come up a little bit more. He had three and one here, two blocks. He's been getting some good blocks this game, uh, this season. I do think he can be better than he's been. Uh, we knew that he was going to take a step back from usage point of view, but I think the efficiency has a chance to grow and the steals have a chance to come back up a little bit as well. So he's solid. And then again, no one really needs to worry about on the bench. Sam Hauser. Started, played 39 minutes, two threes, probably his worst performance given the fact he got the most amount of minutes he's had this season. Uh, But he is one of the better three-point streamers in fantasy basketball at the moment. He doesn't do anything else, but if you need threes... He's available in a lot of leagues, and you can usually go and grab him. He was a good streamer for the Monday, Wednesday back to back this week. So, um, probably not as useful for the rest of this week, but he was someone that um, you got a bunch of threes from him for those two games. Let's go on to the Philadelphia 76ers, and Tyrese Maxey is still going well. He came back to earth a little bit here. Free throw, sorry, the field goal um, fell back. No defensive stats. That's the biggest thing when it comes to Tyrese Maxey's ranking that I think will influence um, where we view him. I know it's all well and good for him to be um, uh, ranked as sort of the you know top ten player or whatever he is. Let's have actually have a look at where he is um, at the moment. Um, as I just check Basketball Monsters rankings here, so in nine. Category leagues, as it is very, very slow here in Brisbane. It's also bloody hot in here. I don't know if you can tell if I've got the fan on full speed and I'm still sweating. So he is uh, in nine category leagues, the sixth-ranked player, but he's doing that on 0.8 steals, which is fine, and 0.9 blocks. Those blocks are absolutely going to come down. Um, 6.7 assists I think can maintain, 27.6 points I think can maintain. The shooting so far, 48.6 on the field, 94.5 from the line. Maintainable. I think all of that is fine. You just take the blocks from 0.9 to like 0.3, 0.4, and instead of being someone who is the sixth-ranked player, um, and again, you're not rostering Maxi for blocks, but just in terms of just the way we view it, and we, we always are all consumed by rankings and things like that. It just will take him, I believe, from the sixth-ranked player down to someone who's, like, top 20. Um, So still amazing. I still think he'll be a second-round player. In nine categories, he might be close to sort of 15 to 20. Um, Minus one, he suffers a little bit because there's not any clear punt strategy with him. So sort of a top 20 player in the NBA the rest of the season is how I would be viewing him. Massive win if you drafted him in the 40s or 50s. And uh, but yeah, again, just be careful with that ranking number not to view him as a first rounder because I believe that is elevated by the blocks being higher than they will obviously be. Um, Tobias Harris, fifty percent from the field, seven rebounds, three assists, no defensive stats, sixteen points. Classic Tobias Harris line. Great. That's fine, but definitely has fallen off from when uh, we said he was a sell-high uh, about a week and a bit ago. Um, Joel Embiid, 20 points, only four free-throw attempts, and that is one of the, um, the things that I am proudest of the Celtics the most is I feel like at least in a few instances, the playoffs, and this game here, we've learned to not let Joel Embiid Bully his way to the free throw line as much as he does in a lot of other matchups. So when he doesn't get to the free throw line, you can see the value come down a bit. Uh, but still, 20 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists from your center is awesome. Um, hit hit both, all four of his free throws when he did get there, 50% from the field. Um, he'll be better, obviously. And Robert Covington. Now, just when I was ready to call it quits on ever thinking about Robert Covington ever again for fantasy basketball... He bloody does this and plays 37 minutes. He goes 0 5 from 3, so it could have been even bigger. If he hits two threes here, we're talking about a 22.6 rebound, two steal game with two threes and four from four from the free throw line. And that is since it would have been really, really efficient. What do we do with Robert Covington? (sighs) Far out. Um, So obviously you had no... um, Batum here, who I believe is out with a personal issue, I want to say, but he's missed a couple of games with personal issues, so I hope everything's okay. And you've obviously got Kelly Oubre, who there was a report of him coming back as early as late November. I would still expect it to be closer to you know early December. But at least in the short term, if you need steals and you need threes, you could treat him as a short-term streaming option. I don't think I want to get too excited but 37 minutes, he's absolutely a 12-team guy. Can we rely on that 37 minutes? Um, where is Batum? How early or how long is it going to be before he's back? All questions I don't know the answer to. Um, but if we, if you told me he was going to play 35 minutes a night, 100%, you'd go and add him. I just don't know if that can be something we rely on. Um, and definitely more of a category league guy than a points league guy. And a points league, I don't think I'd worry. Category league, if you're looking for steals and threes, you could look that way. Uh, Paul Reed just shows us why we were all super excited about him in 14 minutes, 10 points, 6 rebounds, 2 steals, a block, and 80% from the field, uh, hitting a 3 as well. So, yeah. And uh, D'Anthony Melton, still good, 50%, hit 5 threes, tweeted out the other day, crazy. You know what? He's not going to shoot 29% from the field for the rest of the season, and the last two games, he's been bloody awesome. Hope you held Hope you were able to buy low if you possibly could, um, because he is a top 100 fantasy category league guy. He has the potential to be a top 75 player, in my opinion, and if things are correcting here. He won't shoot this efficiently every night, but he has the ability to do this from time to time, and the steals, while they weren't there in this game, uh, will be there in the future. Let's talk about the Milwaukee. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors, and it's a uh, it was daytime today. He finally um, made it. Made their owners feel a little bit. Uh, more at peace with drafting him in the first round. 37 points, 13 assists, two steals, hit four threes, 15 of 16 from the free throw line. He's been at least really good from there for the entire season. Massive, massive game. Uh, so this makes people feel a little bit better. The issue, obviously, no Giannis and Tanaka Kumpo in this game. So you would love to see this type of game with Giannis playing and for that to make you feel more confident that it's something that can continue moving forward. So um, maybe there's still a bit of a buy low potential in there, although I do think he maybe finishes more as a second round guy, which we kind of... Talked about in the preseason that he might be a second round guy, but you still take him in the first round because of um, the build and things that you can do around him. And he is still doing demon Little things. The free throw value, insanely great. The assists are down, and that is something we did discuss. Um, But the threes are still there. The scoring is down a little bit, but I do think it comes back up as they kind of work it out. Uh, So I think this is at least, if anything, encouraging that he still has it in him. I don't think it's... It's just them working it out, I believe. And I also think they might have a bad coach. But um, really good game here. And Malik Beasley, just out of nowhere, shoots eight threes. Eight of 11 from the three-point line. um, 30 points with nearly nothing else. Four rebounds and a steal. Cool. Um... Great. He's a three-point streamer. Do not expect this. Uh, I don't think I'd be rushing to add him um, at all because he will not do anything like this. He's just as likely to go three of eleven from three next game and um you know score fourteen points, thirteen points, and again, he didn't do much else outside of hit threes. This is just a hot shooting night. Chris Middleton continues to frustrate the hell out of me. 20 minutes. Um, He looks good when he's out there. 11 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. I'm still holding. I talked to him as a buy low um, a week and a bit ago with my buy low show. I would have thought that he rams up the minutes a little bit more by now. Uh, so that makes me feel a little nervous. And I just don't know when we're going to get 28, 30-minute a night Chris Middleton or if we're going to get that from him. Yeah, I don't know. Frustrating, man. Um, but I'm still holding for now. Because when he's out there, he's playing well. And, and that's still a back-end uh, line Uh, which gives me just the smallest of hope that he can still do something if given the minutes. Uh, Brooke Lopez has seven blocks, eight rebounds, four assists, hit a three. Um, So great stuff there. Again, won't block seven shots game, but yeah, obviously that's a good line. Bobby Portis needs to be someone that we add right now with uh, a few injuries to a lot of their power forwards. So he's had 31 minutes, obviously boosted by no Giannis here, but he can be solid um, even when Giannis comes back, because I think someone like... a. Uh, Jackson Jr. here, Andre Jackson Jr. here will not get the playing time. So Bobby Portis's, uh playing time, I think at the moment, will stay high enough, especially in points league. Must have player in points leagues. In a category leagues, if you can use his rebounds and points, then solid, go ahead and add him. The rest of the team, we don't have to worry about. The Toronto Raptors, um, a few things in this game. The first thing I want to talk about here is Jakob Pertl. Now, in a lot of games so far this season, Jakob Pertl has been marginalised by the coach. He is uh, often um, not playing in fourth quarters. They're going small a lot of the time. Sometimes they're favoring a player like Precious Achua over him. And in this game here, coming out to start the second half, they started Precious Achua and started Jakob Pertl on the bench, which I just thought, what the hell are we going What's going on here? And I tweeted out, I am officially worried about Jakob Pertl. Of course, he then went on to have one of the best games of his season after that tweet and finished the game very, very strong. Uh, in AFL fantasy, we call that a rocket. Um, so that's what we're going to talk that one up to. We gave him a good rocket at halftime. He saw the tweet, went, Oh, hell no, nah. I'm getting back out on the court. And he showed me. And um, to me, that's just good fantasy coaching. So a little tip for you guys out there. Send some rockets out if your players or uh, your players' coaches are doing dumb shit. Um, but what, what does this mean for Yucca Purtle moving forward? Well... It means that he's still good. And uh, he still is the player that I think he is. 13 points, 11 rebounds. Um, he had an assist. He can do more there. Four steals, two blocks, hit 60% from the field. So if he gets the minutes, he's still Yaka He's still the guy that we wanted him to be. The fact that so far he is averaging... Um, what is he averaging? He's averaging 25 minutes per game. I thought he'd be closer to 28 or 29 minutes a night. All that being said, last year he played 26.5 minutes and he put up 12 and a half 9 rebounds, nearly 3 assists, a steal, and 1.2 blocks. So he can still be valuable enough in 25 to 27 minutes a night. Now, you would love for that to be higher, and if it isn't higher, he will not be the value player that I thought he would have been. But he's still useful enough, especially in category leagues, in those leagues where you're punting the free throw percentage or threes. He's still solid enough. So obviously, I don't think you do anything crazy like drop him or anything like that. Um, He might be a buy low if you are on the team that has the punt, free throw, and threes build. But there's a level of concern that I still have, despite a solid stat line just on how they're using him and just the funkiness of the rotations and things that they're doing with him. So um, I still am a little bit concerned. It, It makes me feel confident that it's not him. It's just the coach deciding to do different shit. And we just cross our fingers that they figure it out and figure out that he's a good player and play him more. But... It's it's been a roller coaster. Um, poor game here from Schroeder. Nine points, five assists, two steals. Two steals are nice, but he's been regressing a little bit the last uh, few games with the shooting coming way back. And um, it was uh, it was not a good dick game here. He was uh, he was bad dick in this game. So, uh, Eleven points, uh, two assists, and a steal. Uh, shot very poorly. Twenty percent from the field. Only hit one three. And I don't think we need to worry about him in standard leagues at the moment. It was also a bad game from Pascal Siakam, but not because he didn't shoot very well, but because he didn't shoot. Um, so he had a few games before this where the usage was right back up. And it's come right back down in this game. So I don't really know what it's about. 11 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds. 7 rebounds, 5 assists, a block is all fine. The field goal percentage is fine. Um, he just shot nine nine shots. He had the same amount of shots as Schroeder. He shot less than Dick. It's never good when you uh, are behind behind Dick. Um, so yeah, that's that's the concerning thing here. Don't do anything crazy with him. Um, but maybe another opportunity for a buy low, especially if this happens for another game um, and this becomes a up-and-down trend that we don't like to see. Scotty Barnes did his thing, was good again, 29 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, a steal, no blocks. I do think the blocks scale down from what we saw early in the season and he settles in more close to that 1.3, 1.4 blocks per game, not the two blocks per game, which he was doing for the first three weeks of the season or so. Uh, but still, obviously, someone that is going to be a steal, has the potential to be sort of a top 35-ish player, this season, um, but yeah, maybe not the, the first round that we saw for a little while, but obviously great, um, and nothing else really here, despite Chew up starting the second half, he still only played 17 minutes, and is not someone we need to get excited about, I don't think, until we see him playing 30 minutes, and even then, it'd only be in certain situations uh, for category leagues. Let's talk about Orlando versus Chicago, which was a very tight game, we had two... Um, well, two clutch shots down the end. Zach Levine hit a shot to tie the game and then Paolo Boncario hit the game winner to uh, win it in regulation. Uh, Paolo, this, however, though, was rookie Paolo. Um, you know, terrible from the field, 70% from the free throw line on 10 attempts, um, a steal, no blocks, 17 points, nine rebounds, three assists. Look, it's solid. It's much better in points leagues. The efficiency kills you here. Um, only one turnover, which is, which is fine, but... Um. Yeah, it's it's been okay, but uh, I don't know. Tell me, if you're Apollo, if you're someone who drafted Apollo, like, what are your thoughts on him so far this season? Are you disappointed with what you've seen? I am slightly underwhelmed, but not by much. This is kind of what I expected. I think I expected his scoring just overall to be a little bit higher um, and maybe the rebounding to be a little bit higher. He had nine here. But especially with no Wendell, I I thought the rebounds could really just lift up a little bit, but they haven't. Um, And the field goal percentage until this game was better. This obviously hurts it a lot. Um, Gogo Bedazza had a great game in this one. 15 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals and a block, 60% from the field, 75% from the free throw line. That's good. Still someone you can keep rolling with as a back-end kind of stream value while Wendell is out. And Franz is also, speaking of being disappointing, I, I think Franz has been disappointing to me. Um, I-, I liked what I saw in like the first like one or two games from him, and ever since then, he's kind of just gone back to last year, Franz, where, look, 18 points, hitting 1.7 threes per game. I really thought that's an area of his game that he could elevate. He's taking less free throw attempts so far per game than he did last year at 3.6. I thought he could do more there and get to the free throw line more. Um, everything else is very, very similar to what we saw last season. It's, it's actually scarily similar. So, to this point, he hasn't taken a step forward at all. I do think that there is still obviously plenty of room for that to change, but so far not as encouraging as I'd like it to be when I thought that there were signs, you know, in that first game where he hit three threes, the second game he hit three threes. And then just this last little stretch, it's been okay without being great. Um, so hopefully we can see him pick it up. Again, a lot of players going back to sort of what they naturally do here as well with Suggs going 2 of 8 from the field. He still had 5 assists and 3 steals, which is what you have him on your roster for. So that is at least solid. I'm still watching Jonathan Isaac. 4 points, 2 steals, 2 blocks, 7 rebounds on 17 minutes. Oh, man. In a deeper league, you can go ahead and add Isaac, I believe, and just cross your fingers that somehow he gets the minutes um, because... He is one of the better per game or per minute producers in the NBA, um, but hasn't crossed over that twenty minute mark yet. Um, but from what I see uh, to the eye, he looks all right. He, he looks physically looks okay. So. For now, if you're in a 16 team league, I think you can, you could take a punt on someone like a Jonathan Isaac. Even maybe in a 14 team league is like a very speculative ad if you need those defensive stats that he gives you. Cole Anthony has 16 points, five rebounds, three assists, and a steal hit two threes. Solid, but again, more of a streamer in my eyes, not a must have guy. Um, Back-end value only. Chicago Bulls, we saw the return of Alex Caruso, who again was awesome. He, I believe, has to be... If you were to say on this Chicago Bulls team, the easiest player to picture being on a championship-winning team, to me, it has to be Alex Caruso. Like, I know that you, uh, Zach Levine is probably a better player, clearly a better offensive player, but in terms of uh, you know contributing to winning basketball, Alex Caruso is that personified. Uh, 16 points 5 of 7 from the field hit two threes, threes 100% from the free throw line 5 rebounds 3 assists had a block I swear he had a steal in there I, I don't know if they've missed it but I swear I saw a steal in there as well but anyway he'll get a steal most nights um, was really good here in 24 minutes in 24 minutes he's fine I have him in my, in my industry pickup team um, added him and obviously he missed the last 2 games didn't drop him because I do think that he can have sustained value assuming you can handle miss, him missing time, uh, games from time to time Zach Levine disappointing had only the 19 points, three assists, um, not very efficient from the field. Four threes is nice. It's just underwhelming uh, for Zach Levine. Vucevic, pretty mid as well. 17 points, nine rebounds, three assists, a block. Um, less than 50% from the field. Hit one, his only free throw. Mid, I'd say. I mean, this is kind of what I expect from Vucevic. It's it's solid. It's it's good uh, to be honest. It's it's good. It's not great, um, and that is fine. Patrick Williams got 32 minutes. He did have the defensive stats, so it, if players are out, you can stream him for defensive stats. Overall value, however, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know what to make of Patrick Williams. I, I'm, I'm pretty out on him long term, um, but. Every now and again, he can have have a decent night. So that's kind of where we are at here with him. Let's move on to the Phoenix Suns and the Minnesota Timberwolves. And about an hour before the game, um, Bradley Beal was ruled out with back soreness. Um, Now, they have described Bradley Beal's back injury as back spasms, is what I have seen it been labeled as. And if it is indeed back spasms, and that is totally up for debate, because not all the time are NBA medical teams truthful or you know um, honest about their medical reporting. But if it is back spasms, um, and I'm saying this from a person who works in the you know uh, medical profession, I do rehab on back injuries all of the time. This should be something that is fairly simple for a team like the Phoenix Suns to manage him. Now, what I believe has happened is that he came back into the lineup, and when we go to the Phoenix Suns in a second here, he came back his first game, I believe, played 25 minutes. Next game played 32 minutes. So his minutes ramped up very quickly. Um, and as someone who's dealt with back issues before and rehabbed a lot of back issues before, the risk of a flare-up when you are increasing your overall uh, workload uh, rapidly is quite high. But if you ramp things up more gradually and um, you know escape that initial setback period, once you're kind of back up to full speed, as long as you're treating it like you should and like NBA and professional teams should be managing it, uh, something like this. You should be fine, um, and that's kind of what I'm optimistically hoping for a, someone like a Bradley Beal. So what I would expect if, again, if this is back spasm and it's not something like what Ben Simmons has, which is a totally different injury, that is a nerve issue, that is something that has been operated on in the past, that is a totally different injury. But if it's a soft tissue back spasm then he should be able to return, I believe, in the near future. But when he does come back, if they're smart, and this is what we actually would hope for as NBA fantasy uh, managers, is that the minutes start at 24, then they go to 26 then they go to 28, then 30, 30, and they build up more gradually. And they don't just go 24, bang, 32 next game, 35 the next game. Because that's where you're going to have these stop starts with someone like a Bradley Beal. So that's my read on the situation. I could be totally wrong. It could be a completely different injury that they're just not actually explaining to us. But if that is the case, that is my read on it. Take it for what it's worth. Let's actually talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves for uh, Towns has been great since he was someone that, I think he yeah, had that stinking game against Boston, but uh, since then has been good. 25 points, seven rebounds, two assists. No steals or blocks. Missed all his threes from this game, but still pretty solid. Um, Rudy Gobert, after having 21 rebounds, I think, last game, or it was the game before, um, not so good here. Four points, eight rebounds. Two blocks is nice, but 40% from the field. Not Rudy Gobert-like. Uh, he's been a bit up and down this season. Anthony Edwards is disappointing. In this game, 13 points, 4 assists, a steal and a block. Terrible shooting. Um, hit all his free throws, but yeah, quite a disappointing game for Anthony Edwards. He'll obviously be better. Um, Naz Reid, 19 minutes. I think that he is someone, if you've had in your roster, he is in that droppable zone um, with someone like a Jaden McDaniels back. And even Jaden McDaniels only played the 23 minutes in this game. Um, you know, Kyle Anderson had 21. There's there's not enough minutes to go around when all those guys are healthy. And despite him being a great per-minute guy, uh, 20 minutes, 19 minutes is not enough for Nasri. So he is a guy that... Um, you don't have to drop, but he should be considered, I believe, in most 12-team category leagues, that guy that's down the bottom that if you wanted to stream the position or if there's another player that you wanted to sort of see how they go, you could you could move on from a Nas read. Uh But not a whole lot else to talk about for this team. Uh, Mike Conley is still doing Mike Conley things and he's a nice back-end guy for category leagues. Um over for the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker returned and had his minutes limited. Um twenty six is again it's a, it's a decent return. It's it's not much of a minutes limit for someone who's missed You know, a couple of times already this season, but he he was good. Obviously, 31 points, four rebounds, five assists, no defensive stats, two threes and hit all his free throws. Um, So, yeah, he's going to keep doing what we thought he'd be doing. Durant is Kevin Durant. He was great, efficient, just like we like to see. Nurkic was pretty poor, although he only took three shots. um, 24 minutes to Eubanks is 20 A bit of that might have been the fact that this was not really very contested and and a bit of a blowout, so they didn't have to extend his minutes much in the final quarter. Although Kevin Durant played 35 minutes, that seems like a lot. Um, So I wouldn't worry too much for Nurkic. I still think he's more of a back-end guy, as I kind of always have, but... I don't think this is a case of um, Eubanks overtaking him. More a case of a blowout in this game, and he he didn't really have to do much with some of the other guys really cooking um, and and doing their thing. Um, what else really happened in this game? Uh, Grayson Allen had three threes, three point streamer only. Not really someone you have to have on your team. And Eric Gordon again a point streamer went one of Beal Booker. Durant is out but as soon as all three of those guys are there and even if two of them are there he's not someone you really have to have on your team And that's pretty much it for this game. Let's move on to the last couple. We've got the Lakers and the Sacramento Kings. Big game from DeMantis Sabonis. 29 points, 16 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals and a block. He was 2-2 or from the free-throw line. Hit a 3. Massive, massive game. So he was a bit underwhelming before, although a lot of it was really due to free-throw percentage. and, And to be honest, we all should have knowing that he's not the best free throw shooter. Uh, he's been worse. But again, that's kind of how season averages uh, work. Sometimes you'll have some poor stretches. Sometimes you'll have some good stretches. He's definitely coming back into form and is doing at least what I expected so far this season. And I've been happy enough with him as someone on my industry pickup league. Uh, Fox has been great since coming back. Four steals from him, 28 points, hit three threes. And looks really, really good for this team. Uh, Kevin Herter is still... On a hot streak, if you can get anything for him, a top 100 player, I would take it. Don't think you'll be able to, but you could try. Um... He might still be able to maintain back-end appeal, but he's not going to do this. 28 points, 6 on six of 11, shooting from 3. Um, the 7 assists is also a big surprise uh, with 2 steals. A lot of surprises in this game for him. So a great game, obviously, um, but a sell-high in my opinion. And Keegan Murray was a bit down in this game. 9 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. The thing that I would be concerned about the most here is actually just the usage. Now, he had nine shots. Harrison Barnes had more than him. Herder had uh, nearly double the amount of shots uh, as him. So the, the usage is, to me, the more concerning thing, the fact that he shot 33% from the field. I want him shooting more than that. And... If that is something that continues, that is a not a good thing. Now, I think he went off for a stretch here with an injury. Took a took a heavy hit to his gut. Um, so, I think he'll be fine. He came back into the game. But, yeah, just something to, to, to monitor uh, if the usage stays down a little bit. For the Lakers, LeBron James, big game for him. He kind of led the charge with a semi-comeback at the end there, though it was too little too late. 28 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, 4 steals, and a block. Efficient, hit threes, great, great LeBron James game. Anthony Davis, you can't say the same thing, though. 9 points, 9 rebounds. Had 4 blocks, which is great, um, but... Yeah, just kind of got dominated by Sabonis in this one. Um, 30%, 33% from the field. Again, only nine shots. So his usage was well down. Five turnovers. Just... Maybe it's the back-to-back factor, but then again, like freaking 40-year-old LeBron played back-to-back and look at his numbers. So, yeah, not, not great for Davis. He'll be better, obviously, but disappointing. And D'Angelo Russell, he's been really good this season, uh, much to my surprise. Um, I'd have to think, what's his actual numbers for the entire season? I'd have to think they're pretty good, and they should cool down a little bit. But let me double-check in case I'm just talking out of my ass here. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so he's been the 50th ranked player in nine cat rankings. Uh, 1.8 turnovers is not him. 48% from the field is probably not him either, although he has been playing well and looking good. So... Maybe he ends up being a bit of a steal. I think he is a bit of a sell high, but but try to get sort of like that top 60 value back for him because there is a chance he's like a top 80 guy um, this season. The assists, I think, are uh, replicatable. The points and threes are nice, but I do think the point seven blocks is obviously going to come down. I think the turnovers will come up and the field goal percentage goes down. But looking looking solid, um, and I think his role is very secure. Austin Reeves, 34 minutes off the bench. He had eight assists and 11 rebounds, one steal. The shooting was poor, missed all his threes. So he'll be better than this. But someone that I was never super high on. I I still view him as a guy that's around that 100-ish mark. He's a a must-roster player, don't get me wrong. But I was never of an idea that he's going to be massive this season. He'll shine in games where LeBron and or Davis missed time, and he elevates up the pecking order when it comes to his usage because that's where he really thrives in being an efficient scorer Uh, because, again, the the defensive stats are not going to be there. Uh, Kem Reddish was good with five steals, but... He's really a stream-only player. Um, he was a nice stream because of the back-to-back, but now I think you, if you have him, you can go ahead and drop him. I wouldn't be rushing to the waiver wire to add him. He's usually pretty empty, and you can just look at the last game where he put up eight points and basically nothing else. And Rue Hachimura still sucks. Christian Wood is bad and played nine minutes, so I don't have to worry about him. Just not much contribution from the bench in this game. They uh, they really rode the starters for a lot of minutes here. And, um, yeah, so not too much else to discuss. The final game, the Portland Trailblazers versus the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. And my boy, Evan Mobley, great game from him. 21 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 3 blocks, very efficient from the field, Uh, poor from the free throw line, didn't hit a three, but we knew that about him moving uh, into the drafts, or at least I hope you did. 35 minutes, great game from him, this is more of what I can hope for and expect from him moving forward. I still want the usage to come up, maybe it doesn't happen as long as Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland are on this team, but I still think that he is someone that has a floor of uh, basically a top 40 player, top 35-ish player this season. Um, And I still stand by, I tweeted out my dynasty rankings, the top 20. I still stand by the fact that I've got him about 16 or 17. I think that as soon as, um, you know, he's top two in usage in an NBA team, he's still got first round potential in my eyes. And he's doing, he's doing pretty well, I think this season. Not maybe quite reaching my expectations, but I don't think he's been disappointing at all, to be honest. Jarrett Allen's minutes are starting to come up. 29 minutes here. And I think that's about where he's going to sit 11 points, 9 rebounds, had 3 blocks, was a perfect 3 of 3 from the field, and he hit 5 or 6 of his free throws. So, to be honest, if um, this was a regular kind of stat line that we see from Jarrett Allen, I wouldn't be shocked. I think this is definitely usable, but not exciting, uh, I think. So, I think this is, again, more or less what we can expect from him moving forward Um, His minutes had been lower. I sort of wondered whether or not that was because they were still ramping him up or if he was just going to be playing fewer minutes. It is a little bit higher here, and there was a little bit of garbage time at the end, so maybe he gets to 30 minutes if there wasn't a little bit of garbage time. Um, So 29 to 31 minutes is about where I expect him to sit, which is a little bit down from last season. Donovan Mitchell's doing Donovan Mitchell things. Not really too much to talk about there, and Max Drew still just finds a way to get at least some back-end value. He's kind of doing different things each night. Sometimes it's rebounds. Sometimes it's assists. Sometimes he hits a bunch of threes. Today, it was this seven assists and a steal. So he's solid. I don't think that he's a must hold because I do think at some point there's going to be nights nice where he's not going to provide you much at all, but he's fine. Um, Karis LeVert is doing good. At the moment, um, solid-ish here. Well, no, better than solid. 17 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a block. That's actually pretty bloody good. Um, Didn't get to the free throw line, and not bad from the field. 8 of 17, so just under 50% there. Only hit the one of his 7 threes, but overall efficiency was solid. So, yeah, that's a pretty good um, Karis LeVert line, and he was one of the best streams this week for Fantasy Points Leagues, and obviously that is a good Fantasy Points line. Let's talk about the Portland Trailblazers. A couple of bad uh, performances in this game. DeAndre Ayton, 30% from the field, 6 rebounds. Probably his worst game of the season. Um, 26 minutes, that sucks. Uh, Skylar Mays, 13 points, 4 assists. A steal, it's okay, but we'd hope for more, at least in the assist department. And I think Shaden Sharp is, I think he's running out of gas a little bit here. 11 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, no defensive stats, poor, poor efficiency, 2 of 12 from the field. He hit 6 of his 7 free throws, but he was kind of questionable, I think he was questionable or probable going into this game um, with, I want to say, knee soreness or something like that. He's been playing and logging huge minutes and asked to do a lot on this team. I can foresee a a night off in his future um, just because he has been doing a lot and a lot more than he probably expected or the team expected to begin this season. I've been very impressed with what I've seen from Shaden Sharp. I think that growth and elevation in the other things in his game has been evident. Um, But I do also think that he has maybe overextended himself at least this early in the season. So um, I think fatigue and... um, you know Those heavy minutes are catching up with him a little bit here, so he, I think we could be seeing a night off for him shortly. Really not much else to talk about here. Jeremy Grant did Jeremy Grant things, 17 points, not much else, two steals, that's uh, fine. Kamara started, but I don't think we have to worry about him in category 12 team or even points uh, leagues either. He's not the best fantasy game couple of decent lines on the bench here uh, but again, it's, it's a bunch of garbage that I don't think is really meaning much to us when we reflect back on it. All right, done in under an hour here, guys. That will That's a new record for these podcasts. Um, obviously, eight games, so we can get through a bit tired. Next week, we've got another 14-game slate. Hooray! Uh, which we will go through, obviously, every week on the Wednesday night. But thank you very much for tuning in, guys. Make sure you guys hit the big thumbs up uh, button on the YouTube if you're watching over there. Hit subscribe on YouTube or on podcast. Give us a five-star rating and review. And until next go- time, guys, we will catch yous later. Bye!